Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. But like everyone else on the Northern Hemisphere, I appear to be sick at the moment. So, hey, we're going to work through it. I'm getting over my sickness. I also have cedar pollen. Great. Don't move to Texas. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't have allergies already, do not move to Texas because after two years you'll get allergies. You'll develop them even if you've uh, if you've been fine. Your body will begin to reject Texas. Yeah, exactly. That's what's happened. Uh, it's terrible. Um, hi, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Uh, for only $2 a month, get access to all our bonus podcasts. For $5 a month, get access to much, much more of the best deal in podcasting. I've said it once, I'll say it again. Now we have some people to thank you. Thank you? Some people to Heck thank. yeah. Uh, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Leonard McCoy. Thank you. Thank you, Bones. <laughs> are we getting... Is that actually... Is that Bones? I mean, I'm pretty sure DeForest Kelly is dead, but... You know, maybe. I mean, they recast him multiple different times now. Are we are we getting pranked? Are you okay, Leonard? Is that your real name, or are you just are you being a, a Trekkie? <laughs> are you making a Trekkie reference? Either way, I, I approve. Uh, and finally, theme park Jack. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Whoever you are, that's quite a a, a name you have. Um, this week's episode is Pranks in Greens, episode LABF18, originally aired November 22nd, 2009, written by Jeff Westbrook, directed by Chuck's Sheets, received a 3.7 rating with 6.9 million viewers. Nice. The chalkboard gag, Halloween does not kick Thanksgiving's ass. Okay, I, as a Thanksgiving apologist, yes, it does. Come on now. I was gonna Halloween is just way more fun. I was going to say, I agree with Bart in this instance. I presume Bart's being punished for saying that Halloween does kick Thanksgiving's ass, and I agree with Bart in this case. Halloween does. I mean, Thanksgiving's good, but I've been, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I've lost a lot of, lost, lo- I've lost a lot of my Thanksgiving joy over the years. What My Halloween and Christmas joy have gone up. I think Thanksgiving just feels like a, a, a like a, brief rest stop on the way to christmas now from halloween well also uh, add that to the fact that you don't have you don't have to miss school because of thanksgiving now whereas a kid that was kind of important now every day is the same for you you don't miss school for thanksgiving what i thought you, you had to you don't miss school for no. thanksgiving as an adult there's no more school oh, to be missed so it's not as big a deal for you that's you true. like you like thanksgiving as a kid because you're like oh this is an extra like this is a four-day weekend five day in some cases or as i found out this year apparently like a seven-day weekend or nine-day weekend for some kids kids soft these days man that's what i'm gonna say couch gag the family dressed as christmas characters seeing a parody of the last verse of 12 days of christmas featuring many ancillary characters this was a lot of fun i really like this couch gag it's really good the 12 days. I mean, I'm still got some a little bit left over Christmas spirit. This is a lot of fun and the animation is really good. Like, you know, Lenny's leaping and five golden, five golden, five gold Franks. How can you not like that? Five golden Franks. It's pretty good. Um, this episode guest stars Jonah Hill as Andy Hamilton. Does a good job. I, I like Jonah in this role. Feels appropriate. I would hundred percent approve how this this guest character is done because as we've pointed out, guest characters are I feel like they're best when they are not being themselves and they get to act as a person in the Simpsons universe. And we have Marsha Wallace as Edna uh, briefly, although I don't know when. Like I guess she's at the school in the early parts. I think. Like I can't even remember when. I can't even think when Edna is in the show, but. At this point, Marsha just just gets credited whenever Edna, I think, even briefly appears. Um, so, episode begins with 
a, a prank montage. This is the episode Pranks and Greens. There's lots of pranking going on in this episode. Um, it is a prank montage to the Brandenburg Concerto. Released the Simpsons version of the Brandenburg Concerto. I have a soft spot in my heart for the Brandenburg Concerto. I played it a lot on uh, in orchestra when I played the cello. So, and I can I have even had my part partially memorized. So it's permanently lodged in my mind. So Matt, I'm going to judge this less harshly because the Brandenburg Concerto is a part of it. I mean, that's fair. Um, and it, and like to be fair, this is not a bad montage. Like it it does its job. Like it gets us and like. I this episode almost gets there. That's my I think our big picture of this episode. It almost gets there. Not, well, yeah, especially for a season twenty-one episode, it actually feels good. Yeah, it, it just doesn't quite get there at the end. Um, but it gets there quickly. There's no like in, endless inciting incidents. We have us. It's a this episode's about pranking about Bart as a prankster and basically what that means if it means anything to Bart in the wider world and his future, etc. Um, but we have this montage of him doing lots of pranks around the school and in life, and then we finally end this. We kind of end the montage. It leads into uh, basically what is the inciting incident for this episode, where we get this incredibly elaborate prank. That Lee ends with Skinner getting hit the the engine, his Yugoslav re- rebuilt Yugoslavian engine, uh, pulled out of his car, uh, and then by balloons, Bart shoots the balloons, and the car and the engine ends up smushing Skinner's car. And this is what kicks off basically everything else in this episode. That's uh, quick. It's like maybe two minutes, and we're here. Which hey, it's not much, but. Again, I'm trying it's to well appreciate to actually spend the major plot of the episode take up most of the time, quite frankly. And the B plot is very bad. Well, we're going to get there, Matt. Um, so first we have Skinner having lost down his the, his car effectively. But Bart, he has Bart in his office and then Bart learns about another prankster, one that is even more nefarious than Bart is. I'll grill your cheese yet, boy. You weren't the first prankster to destroy the car I rent from Mother, and you won't be the last. Rent? Rent to own. Just 35 more payments, and it's halfway mine. The point is, I've seen hooligans like you come and go. You're all just a big blur of short pants and sinister smiles. Well, maybe so, but I'm the best. (laughs) The best of your era, maybe. Are you saying there was a kid who was worse than me? Huh, way worse. Anyway, think no more about it. You're dismissed. Wait, wait, if there's someone worse, I have to know who he is. He? It's a she? (laughs) Just kidding, it's a guy. (laughs) (laughs) But let's not dwell on a mysterious figure from the past who is your superior in every way. Out you go. So, I, this is a nice little little mystery element to start us off. Who is this mysterious pranker, prankster, this this person that apparently is worse than Bart? How could someone be worse than Bart? I, said, and, and mm, I, I guess we'll have to find out a little bit. I mean, and, and it worked on me, Matt. Like I would say like this, the, this, the beginning of this episode is like really well laid out. It makes me go, Oh, I'm curious. I, I want to know too. Like, who is this person? What do they mean to the school's history? Like it, 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 it has that like a little bit of like that unspoken history of a small towns. And like, there's always these characters that, that Springfield has always been full of. And I think this fits right in. Um, speaking of what you say, well, how did you just describe the B plot? Matt? 
Terrible and stupid? Terrible and stupid. Okay, well, let's, let's kick right into that B-plot, because we go right over to it, where we see a, a, a collection of moms in Springfield, along with their little children, meeting at the Simpsons' house. Okay, everyone, snack time. I've got milk and cookies. Hydroxios. <gasps> Marge, how could you? Those cookies are full of high fructose corn syrup and partially hydrogenated oils. Have you even read the books I've read? But this is from the Quickie Mart. You and your husband work there. I would sooner pour the polluted water of the Ganges down their gullets than give them this carton of cow cancer you call milk. Sorry. I didn't know. Marge, until you start serving healthy food, the midday mommies are pulling you from snack rotation. Oh, nitrogenated. Okay, Matt. I mean, they're not wrong with their criticism of mommy groups, but still. Okay, well, one, I'm going to say this, Matt. Um, Poop in the tub. I like the poop in the tub song. That was fantastic. I like the poop in the tub song because it did. I, I, I didn't know where it was going. And it surprised me with, hey, what's not poop in the tub? And it feels like an actual, like, a song you would sing for little babies. Like, hey, <laughs> don't poop in the tub. Um, it's really good. So this feels, I, I think it's not a bad idea. Like, having Marge, you know, having Marge be our little gateway perspective into the wider world of Whole Foods. Both Whole Foods lowercase and maybe Whole Foods uppercase. like. Either way, like which it, let's be real is where they go to shop later. Yes, exactly. I mean, it is a, it is that kind of thing. It's that kind of Whole Foods, all natural foods market. You know, no organics, et cetera, et cetera. And that, like, it's not a bad idea. You could do an episode about that, but it it's so short here, and they it doesn't ever like stop to discuss this stuff at all. Like, it feels like this should just be an episode. That's the thing to me. If you expanded this out into an episode and made it a little bit more focused and make it make more sense, it would be good or it could be good. I'm not saying it would, but it could well, be yeah, good. Yeah, because you could have Marge as the the new character at least explain to her the value of it and then you have to have somebody in conflict with her or something, maybe Bart, you know, but it, it could fill a whole episode easily. Yeah. And like you and and you could get into like, uh, you know, there's interesting things there about like, well, yeah, sometimes it is actually healthier, but other times you're not is it much of a difference and you're just spending you know a lot more money on food when you don't really need to um they're basically ripping you off and like and, and, and like there's a lot of interesting things i think the simpsons could easily get into and maybe they do in a later episode it feels like this is a thing you could easily even revisit now because this is so much of a bigger issue um in modern america versus in 2009 um but it doesn't ever get really anywhere and seems and it takes time from the a plot which sorely needs some more especially uh towards the end so we're done with the b plot for now bart we're back to bart he is digging into this mystery which i really like this this might be my favorite part of this whole episode man. well yeah because bart is being an intelligent person like there are so many episodes where bart's kind of played off as a moron but in this episode bart's kind of smart and like he's doing something fun and interesting well i think bart bart much like homer when they're properly motivated it's not that they you know, aren't smart enough. It's just that often they don't want to, they're lazy. They don't want, they don't, they don't see the reason. Why should I do that? And Bart 
is curious. He wants to know who this. He's motivated. He's driven to find out who this pr- prankster was. Who is this guy that preceded me that is apparently so terrible? Um, and we get like, and we get, you know, we have, uh, we've, we're on the record. Bart and Lisa just investigating mysteries is always a lot of fun. And this, this is a little encapsulation of that. It's a little tiny little bit of it. Lisa kind of falls away from it as the episode goes on, which I don't like really. But, um, Bart goes to the Springfield Elementary paper and goes, digs into the records and we get, uh, him looking for, oh, if there was this master prankster, obviously they'd make the school paper, especially if they did pulled some crazy giant pranks, they'd make the paper. And then you see that he finds this two week gap. Why didn't the paper publish for two weeks? And in that time span from right before Skinner, is a cool guy. He's the cool principal. I believe the newspaper shows him teaching uh, angles with ping pong. Like he's the cool teacher. He's the cool principal. And Lisa even calls him that. He's the cool guy. Well, and then, yeah, he, I mean, that that uh, goes against everything we've known about Skinner, especially in, uh, what was the terrible Skinner episode? Uh, <laughs> principal and the Popper. <laughs> principal and the Popper is not a terrible episode, Matt. It's an interesting one that just happens take place at a very strange time in the Simpsons lifespan. Not the the Simpsons, the television show, not the Simpsons, the family. So, but after that two weeks, Skinner is now modern Skinner. He's that stayed buttoned up, boring guy. What happened? And then like, Oh, that's an interesting question. Like what happened in that two week time? What could have transformed someone so completely? And Bart goes on the hunt. And in the background of one of that pictures, he sees Willie, Willie was there. Willie would know. So Bart goes to Willie, and we learn what changed Skinner so fundamentally. This is a long clip, but it's kind of all kind of good, so I included it all. Willie, I know you witnessed the most awesome prank since creation. Can you tell me about it? I'll nay speak to you of those dark times, Bart Simpson. But if there was a more awesome dude than I, I've got to know who he was, what he did, and how many days' detention he got. Something happened. Something that changed Skinner and you. I haven't changed. I've always been swim teacher, Willie, and I always will be. See, all right, I'll tell you. Years ago, this school had a pool. I was an eager young swim coach, teaching American youth the revolutionary Aberdeen Crawl. It was a talented group, and we were all set to go to the state finals. I shaved and watched the boys myself. Then came the Night of the Wigglers. What an awesome day. Your skin, man? Little help? Right back at you, Jason. Stay in school. I will. I am so stoked for my daily swim. Had he stopped whistling and looked down, the world wouldn't have changed that night. But he didn't. And it did. He spent all the weekend in that crypt full of creepy crawlies. 
Monday was teacher development day, so Skinner wasn't rescued till Tuesday morn. And by then, he was the twisted monster you see today. Shut this pool down, groundskeeper, Willie. Willie? Bart? Monster? So my ass isn't the baddest in the history of this school. Who did it, Willie? His name is Andy Hamilton. Andy Hamilton. But whatever you do, never tell me where you learned his name, or I'll kill whoever told you. Quite the uh, retcon there about how Skinner got the way he was. I mean, it's always in flux. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, backgrounds for side characters are never 100%. And it, like, you know, it's season 21. I'm okay with there being a couple different... Or- I mean, like, how many different origin stories does... You know, when you think about Batman, his origin story has changed throughout the years. So it's basically all superheroes at this point. That is with shifting time scale. you know. Um, the Simpsons are doing the same thing. And I don't mind this because, frankly, being trapped in a pool full of worms for a whole weekend... Well, yeah, I feel like it'd be really hard to be trapped in that pool, but, you know, maybe <laughs> he couldn't, he was dumb enough to not be able to get out. I mean, it's, Matt, it works. Like, it, it is good enough. That's what I would say. Like, I can buy it. And it certainly would change your, like, that is, that is such an all, like, I don't know. I Worms are disgusting. And being trapped in a pool of them for days would drive you to be a fundamentally could drive you to be a fundamentally dis- different person because uh, that oh, means for sure. I mean that would have like destroyed any good humor that, that that Skinner had at that point exactly so I go oh, okay it's not ex- you know it's a different origin than what we know but that's fine I I can here's the thing you don't have to buy into either like it, and this this works for like this is more of like theory of fiction than anything and especially with characters like this. And it's a thing you have to like come to terms with, especially if you're a superhero fan. Um, comic books uh, in particular, the they're going to, there's going to be different versions of your favorite characters. Like I have a lot of favorite superhero characters that have a lot of different versions of them. And some of the versions I'm like, that's not my Phantom X, you know, whatever. Um, I'm just, Phantom X is the one that comes first to mind in that there are some versions of Phantom X I think are incredible and some versions of Phantom X, which I hate with a fiery passion. Um, it's okay if you don't know who Phantom X is. He's, which, he, version, uh, which versions have the French accent, the fake French accent? Oh, my God, Matt. Don't get me started. <laughs> Do not get me started with that Pepe Le Pew sounding. I can't take it. Um, but... It's that. It's like, well, I don't have to necessarily agree that this is the Skinner origin story about why Skinner's way is. It's just one of them, you know? And you have to have that kind of meta-narrative dissonance in your head about Skinner was, maybe he started out this way in this origin story, maybe he started out this way in this origin story. Is he a Vietnam vet? Yes and no. You kind of have to be able to juggle, believe both of the things at once. And that's not a bad thing. And it's not, it's okay if you don't even like one or the other. Uh, one doesn't necessarily disqualify the other one if, if, from them both existing at the same time. Um, I think this is good. And I think it would be better if this episode ended up kind of sticking the landing. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite get there. But at this point, Matt, okay, at this point, end of act one, I am bought in. I am so curious. I'm like, okay. We have this weird twisted origin story for for Skinner and for Groundskeeper Willie, Swim Teacher Willie, which I think that's very fun. 
Willie used to be, I mean, Willie has always had shifting origins. Swim teacher Willie is a lot of fun. I don't mind swim. And also he's ripped. So of course he'd be a swim teacher. That's the one thing. You're like, oh, Willie's always been ripped. Swim teacher. Yeah, that makes sense. Swimmers are all ripped. Um, I'm curious. What is Bart going to do with this? Is he, he's, who is this Andy guy? Are we going to track down Andy? Like, what does this mean for Skinner? What does this mean for Bart? Like, oh, so many interesting questions. Uh, we go to commercial at 8 minutes and 39 seconds. And when we come back, uh, we start to find out where this is going to go. But first, Marge has to burn all the quote-unquote junk food in the house. Homer attempts to put out the fire of all of his favorite foods with uh, whipped cream. Uh, apparently, in the Simpsons universe, whipped cream is petroleum products, so it, uh, it sets them all on fire. This is, yeah, there's, <sighs> it's like, bad. yeah, this is not good. Uh, this is the part where you're like, well, in a, in the, in its own episode or done smart more smartly this would be could be interesting you know with them homer and marge kind of debating about the, the their food and homer's like and homer could be very much like but it tastes good marge maybe i want my food to taste good and like <laughs> and that's the thing like that would be the counterpoint to a lot of it is like me yeah it, we have like yes we do live in this world of hyper palatable food and it can lead to health problems, but also it does taste really good. We shouldn't just throw it all away. But food waste, like all these different things you could talk about, but the episode is, it just has Marge light things on fire and then Homer running. No, it's, it's Homer, a B plot. It's not an A plot. Yeah, Homer explodes. Homer's whipped cream explodes in his hands and apparently he's fine. It's not very good. No. But we very quickly move past that to Bart actually meeting uh, his new idol, Andy Hamilton. Uh, which leads to him getting pranked pretty bit, pretty much constantly. Andy Hamilton, 53 Hyperion Drive. Bart, it's not always a good idea to meet your hero. I once followed Santa home from the department store, and what I saw wasn't pretty. I can't live my life knowing there might be someone better than me at the one thing I'm good at. Entree and party. Crazy glue. Bart, you've been pranked. Eh, it needs a topper. And look, some idiot left glue loosener just lying around. Ah, here it comes. Bye, Carumba. Man, it is an honor to meet the guy who worms Skinner. You know, when I was your age, we couldn't film our pranks for YouTube. It was local news or nothing. Potato chip? Hmm, wait a minute. Are there spring snakes in this can? No, 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 no. Give me some credit. It's a real snake. Whoa! Don't worry, it's defanged. Oh! Although he can still rub poison on you with his gums. I would really wash that arm if I were you. Can I go home now? You should probably wait. You're going to be very sleepy for the next few hours. Isn't this the best day of your life? No, Bart, I'm pretty sure it's not. Also... Just as the science part of this podcast, I have to point out that snakes in general are not poisonous. They are venomous. Also poisonous, you would have to ingest it. So Milhouse would have to lick his skin in order to have anything happen to him. But moving on. <laughs> I don't. Um, this is very cartoony. It's very cartoony. Because even after this, uh, Andy shows Bart like some clips of his old pranks, which I, I have to assume took place in he's 19 now. So probably in the late nineties. So these were recorded on like digital eight tapes or, you know, VHSC or something like Cam, that. Some, so cam, I'm some, some bad camcorder. Yeah. I think it, it, I don't mind like, yeah, this is really cartoony Matt, and like, 
this episode is generally very cartoony. Like we just saw Skinner jump into a swimming pool full of worms. I don't mind it because the whole episode kind of has that tone. It's like, you know, the episode's a lot about pranks and this aging prankster um, who's, who's an adult now and is still acting like he's 10. Um, I don't mind that tone, the cartoonishness too much if it went and got us somewhere. Again, again if it got us somewhere, it, 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 it doesn't really. Okay. I don't mind right. it. Fair it's enough. fine. Like it's fine. Like that's the thing. This is fine. Like I don't it's pranks. Like to be fair, Simpsons like Bart pranks over the years have always been incredibly cartoonish. Think about like the megaphones. Like that's Oh not... yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Beep. So yes. So Andy shows Bart all of his old pranks on the old VHS tapes, and they're honestly super lame. Uh the Andy getting himself kicked off of an international flight and making a bride miss her wedding and things along those lines. I mean, just things uh, I things think, that are they're Paul Brothers esque. Exactly. I think they're intentionally like any person with a rational brain would like, oh wait, he's now an adult doing this really it, it's just sad. You know? Like it's sad that he's doing this stuff that is very disruptive and it's not really he's not a ten year old being a prankster anymore. You know, it it is an adult just being disruptive, just being a criminal, you know, be, being a bad criminal. Yeah, even. A prank, by definition, is a mild inconvenience at worst. It's not make someone miss their wedding. That's a big deal. Yeah, or make a flight land, you know, an international flight land. And also, he'd probably still be in prison if he did that, but whatever. Um, but I think that's the thing. Like, I think, it, again, this nails the what we're going for. It it clearly demonstrates, oh, Andy's just, this is just sad. He is a loser, Lisa calls him a loser in a bit, and he is. That's what he is. He's it's he lives at he home. He absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Andy continues to show Bart uh, more of these pranks, and Bart just thinks he's just super awesome and he's great, and Bart wants to be just like him. Until, as Robbie said, he goes home and talks to Lisa, and Lisa disabuses him of that notion. Oh, Andy has the perfect life. All he does is reminisce about his pranks, and when his mom gets home from work, she makes him whatever sandwich he wants. <laughs> This Andy sounds like kind of a loser. How could someone so much like me be a loser? Loser. Would a loser have showed me how to put printer's ink in a bottle of shampoo? I've never felt so clean. A loser. Yeah, but... Dad, Lisa's making me see things from both sides again. Lisa, I warned you about that. Shouldn't Bart have all the information he needs to make an informed decision? Well, you... Now you're doing it to me, oh! So, yes, as Lisa points out, Andy is a loser because he's just he's a prankster and not a good one. He's, he's mostly a jerk. And I really like Bart's line in there where he says that, oh, uh, how could somebody who's so much like me be a loser? Like, oh, all right, Bart, you're almost there. You're almost there. <laughs> almost. Almost. So Bart actually goes to Marge uh, to talk about Andy because he has realized at this point that, oh, Andy is a loser. Like he he peaked in like grade school and never changed since then and bart asked basically asked marge what to do about that uh and marge suggests that she had tried gentle nagging uh to get andy to be a better person and if we had more time maybe that's what bart would have done there's also a really good joke here about when uh bart is asking marge about a loser who doesn't realize he's a loser marge asks oh are you talking about your father <laughs> bart says no everyone knows he's a loser as does he which Decent joke. Again, for, for a 10-second investment, decent joke. So Bart has decided that he is going to nudge Andy in the right direction. But first, we have to have a joke, more jokes about 
uh, natural foods uh, because they go to Robbie. Do you remember what the actual um, what's it called? The uh, I don't think they uh, name it. I honestly don't. They think do. They... Uh, they don't name it. It's on the front. It's like oh, whole greens or I something like that. It's, it's I did not. Really I didn't catch it. If they did, yeah, it's it's there. I saw it, but I've forgotten it since then. So, um, yeah, they go there, and there's a long sequence of them picking out food, and then they check out, and the woman has to say every single thing that they're getting, and like one week's worth of groceries, or as we find out, one day's worth of groceries lasts is eight hundred and thirty dollars with the $30 worth of blueberries as one package. Uh, and, oh, because there's no preservatives, they're spoiling as they're watching them. So, yay jokes about stuff like that. I mean, it's, again, this is so, I don't know, simple. Like, that's the thing. Like, these jokes are so simple, and, like, you could easily, like, if they were developed a little bit, they'd be better. They would be, it could, like, there's so much stuff here like you could easily make jokes about whole foods it's like and i think that's part of the problem that is like this is in 2009 it's very hard for me to divorce this from the fact that we live in 2023 now and how many jokes about whole foods and all natural foods have you heard in your lifetime a lot by now maybe in 2009 that was kind of a new thing but by now it's everywhere i live in, and i live in austin texas which is where the home of whole foods Ooh. so it's I'm just in, in, in you're inundated with it. It's like it's just like I've heard every hacky joke about, you know, no preservatives and all that stuff. And like doing these are they're not smart jokes. And that's really my problem with it. It's not that you can't joke about this stuff because there's plenty of jokes to be had at this point. They have to be smart jokes. And these are not smart jokes. These are just like, oh, it's expensive. Oh, they're stupid. Well, OK, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So. Moving on, we thankfully get back uh, to Bart and Andy, uh, and we see that Bart is out on a prank with Andy because uh, they have spray-painted a one-way sign into a boner's way, I think it is, uh, and put arrows on the opposite side. Chief Wiggum comes by, sees that it's no longer a one-way, laughs at the boner part, and then gets in a horrible car wreck and is horribly hurt. So, after this, we see that uh, Bart tries to broach the subject with Andy uh, softly, and when he, Andy realizes that he's not going to be able to pay Bart back for the spray paint for like two weeks worth of allowance, he says, oh, maybe I am a loser, which <coughs> he says, oh, maybe I am a loser. And I feel like this should have taken a little bit longer. There should have been another couple of scenes of Bart subtly hinting to Andy that, oh, he's a loser because all he does is these pranks. But in this scene, it's immediately as soon as Bart brings it up, Andy's like, oh, right, you I am a loser. Luckily. Uh, for Andy, Bart is able to get him a job with Krusty the Clown, and he gets a job as Krusty's assistant. Uh, but unfortunately for him, Andy quits on the first day because Krusty, you know, actually makes him do stuff. But luckily for Andy, Bart is able to, you know, I don't want to say blackmail Krusty, but finagle Krusty into giving him another chance. And that's where we end, end Act 2. This is all still really interesting, man. Like, it is. It's like, what direction were they going to go with Andy? And this is an interesting direction to go in. Yeah. And like, okay. And, and honestly, like, Andy is a guest, guest character played by Jonah Hill. He's only going to be here for this episode. But it's how his journey reflects back on Bart that I'm really the most interested in. And I think that's the thing. Bart, and it like, th this is a story they're telling, is Bart has, has realizes that this is him if he doesn't change his ways or this could be him if he doesn't turn it at a certain point, grow up, you know? 
and Bart's tr- Bart trying to make Andy, you know, get a job and and be on the straight and narrow isn't necessarily about him really wanting Andy to be redeemed. It's about him wanting to be redeemed because Andy effectively is Bart, and all of this is done very it like. I, I feel like they navigate this the, that line really well up in, up into this point. Like it is Bart using his connections. Hey, Andy, you can be a good guy. You can be a not a loser. You can be a winner, and I will also grow and be a winner. And like I think that's a really interesting uh, arc for Bart to have. And now and then I don't know. We kind of. I don't know. I don't at this this is the point where things start to waver, Matt. It's like you're you know, you're riding a bicycle and you kinda you hit a bump and you lose control for a second and you feel the tires start to waver underneath you and you're like desperately trying to hang on. Uh-huh. And you're like, Well maybe maybe it'll be fine. We're at the maybe it'll be fine part of the episode where we come back commercial, fifteen minutes and forty six seconds. Um we have the I get the the continuing dumbness of the B plot. Unfortunately, um, we get a less good song about doggies and kitties not lasting forever, um, but fish lasting even less. So they get flushed. Um, not as good as the "Don't Poop in the Bathtub" song. I'm gonna say it. The "Don't Poop in the Bathtub" is re- is a good parody children's song. This one, eh, not quite there. It's it's all right. Um, but. Marge has, okay, so Marge has gone to the Whole Foods type store, bought all the right type of food, spent a small fortune for it, and now she's done the right thing, right? And all the moms here there, she's going to show them she did the right thing, except not so much. Doggies and kitties don't last forever, but they do a lot better than fish. Flush, flush, fish, 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 flush. It's healthy snack time. Is it? We've got sulfite-free grape juice and homemade, organic, non-gluten, fair-trade zucchini cupcakes. They don't rise by themselves, so I was up all night blowing air bubbles into them with a straw. Mmm, delicious. What percent milk fat unsalted butter did you use to grease the cupcake tray? None percent. I used a nonstick pan. (laughs) Don't you know that nonstick pans are made with PFOAs? Oh, boy, here it comes. There is only one thing more dangerous than PFOAs, Marge. Plastics made with PPAs. Never, ever let your child near any product with a number... Seven! Good Lord! They've been sucking seven! So, honestly, this bit gets me a lot more than the weird food stuff. Because, yeah, PFOAs are really bad. And, you know, PPAs are really bad for to the point where now, you know, 20... Or, uh, well, so 13 years later, they've been banned. So at least this one makes a little bit of sense. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you, Matt, but it's also does not. This is a different thing than the food thing. That's the, the like, this oh, yeah. is, they're not the Like, I, they're technically, it's about, you know, moms being overly concerned with things, but also like they are made to look hysterical and crazy. And actuality, no, there actually are bad Sometimes we do have bad chemicals in our plastics and stuff. Um, but it, it's a, if I was writing a episode about Whole Foods and stuff, I would, again, it would make this stuff more nuanced. And Marge is like, wait a minute. But that, you know, like, and try and 
like I don't know. It feels so unfocused. It's just it's just yelling. It's just them going. Oh, look at look what's in the news about moms being concerned about things and what's right about it. That's all that they did. That's all this is. This is B plot filler, and they just looked at oh, Whole Foods is getting popular. Were people worried about plastics? We'll write some jokes about that, and that'll be a B plot. That's all this is to me. Um, and it's not very good. It's not very smart. And I think that's another big sin that the Simpsons can commit is being stupid. And not being funny stupid, but being just stupid stupid. Um, this is not the end of the B-plot. Not yet. So Bart gets Andy his job back. He goes back to Krusty, works at it, and you know convinces Krusty, give Andy one more chance. Because again, he's invested in Andy. He wants Andy to succeed. So he theoretically will succeed. This is where we get the end of the B-plot where Homer comes home um, to find Marge eating junk food that Homer has stashed underneath the carpet in their bedroom, <laughs> which I mean, if you got to have a stash, I guess I would. I It's whatever. So this is how and this is how this ends, Matt. This is how this B plot ends, which is, again, like what like they are eating junk food and cleaning. What is it? Glug soda? Lard glug. There you go. Um they're drinking that and a bunch of and eating a bunch of junk food and they resolve we'll only feed the kids the healthy food we will still eat junk and okay uh, not a very good ending to was not a very good b plot um, but at least it's over don't have to worry about it anymore but that's over we cut back to the the a plot to bart he's at crusty loose studios he is hopeful you know andy's going to get things together he's talking to millhouse we're going to get it. it it's going to work out. Andy's going to be a good citizen. And then a delivery of worms for Andy drives by Bart. Bart goes, oh, no. And we go to commercial, the final commercial. And when we come back, uh, this is real quick. Uh, Bart is at the studio uh, trying to figure out what is going on. And he sees a giant bucket of worms. And Krusty's about to dive into this giant bucket of worms it's, it's so a pool bart, man it's a pool it's a pool sorry it's not a bucket it's a giant pool of worms it's a, well it's not a giant pool it's a small pool of worms the kind you probably shouldn't it's, actually it's dive a, into it's a comedy pool it's a, man. it's a comedy pool uh, i know I it's know. a comedy pool it's crusty this is for his show it's a comedy pool it makes sense uh-huh what do you mean uh-huh so, me what are you uh-huh me it's for it's literally being broadcast for the crusty show it's a, you've never seen I get a, that but i'm saying from the height Krusty is jumping into this, no matter what's in there, he would die. No, Matt, there are many people who do comedy high dives into shallow pools and are perfectly fine. It's like a carnival stunt. I, I get that, but that that seems too shallow for that. Like, no. You know, have you never seen it live? Anyway, no, I have not. They will like I can sell you YouTube clips. Even there's people who do like two foot. They dive into two foot like. They do like into pools of water that like children's pools, and they're perfectly fine because they know how to do it. It is a carnival. If it's you a, say so, I that it, does not seem physically possible to me. I mean, it's a carnival stunt. It's a like I don't know. You never watched Jackass? Like they did, they did something. It's only, uh, not that particular one, I guess. Not okay. Really. I mean, it's but it's it's that I don't know. It's cl- a clown thing. Clowns do physical dumb physical feats of danger. I'm, they, I'm sure they absolutely do. Yeah, it's fine, right? Uh, sure. Uh, the point of this is Bart sees Krusty um, about to jump into this pool of worms, and. He runs up to somehow in the time between when Krusty jumps off, Bart climbs up and grabs a rope and swings and catches Krusty. And then there's a long series of jokes where Bart can't hold Krusty 
not for the fact that he's a 10-year-old boy and Krusty's a full-grown man uh, who also happens to be overweight and holding the manual to his car and a gun and other heavy things. He eventually drops Krusty, uh, and Krusty falls in the worms, only for Bart to find out. Krusty pops up with a great line about, oh, I said I wanted warm water, not worm water. And then we find out the whole thing was a bit. It was all a bit that Andy wrote for Krusty. I wanted warm water, not worm water. (laughs) What's going on? Krusty needed a bit. I got a great one. Thanks to my new head writer, Andy Hamilton. (laughs) Bart, thank you for believing I could grow up. My pranking days are over for good. What's gotten into you, man? Andrew, I wanted to show you something in the makeout room. Uh, makeup room. I'll be right there in a minute, babe. Looks like I just bought some property on Boner Way. So now Andy's a TV writer. Loser. 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 Yes, those last few losers were over the credits as the writers uh, went past. Because, yes, Lisa is now calling all of the show writers losers. I... This is... When I say they don't stick the landing, this is exactly what we're talking this about. This is what we're talking. This is what I'm talking about. Where I saw that this was a swerve a mile away, Matt. I don't know if you did. Mm-hmm. I had never seen this episode before. I've been immediately like, oh, that's a part of the bit. Obviously, Krusty, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, as soon as the worm thing showed up, and oh, look, there's worms in a pool. Like, if it was in any way, like, it's obvious that this is a crusty bit. <laughs> Like anyone watching who's ever seen a clown show. And I think that's the thing where you're like, and it's not that it's obvious to us. It can still not be obvious to Bart. But what does this say? What is the point of this? Like, we've built all this up into this episode where it is Bart doing pranks, getting caught, realizing there's even bigger prankster, realizing this prankster is now is still in Springfield, but is a loser. And and, you know, we've seen kind of Bart tie his own identity into Andy. And now that Andy is a loser, it makes Bart a loser. Like, we've we kind of, with that clip you played earlier, Matt, like, it, it nails it. And you're like, okay, so we have to find a way for for either Andy to not be a loser anymore, and therefore Bart can really make himself believe that he is not one. Or we have an idea where Andy remains a loser and Bart, disentangles his connection to Andy by not doing pranks or being smarter or more clever. And they don't really do either of those things because they just shortcut us. They just shortcut to, Oh, he's a television writer. Now episodes over. You're like, wait, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean? There's not, there's like needs to be like three more scenes in here that kind yeah. of demonstrate this stuff. And it just doesn't happen. It's just like, Oh, you get it. I'm like, no, I don't get it. Like, I don't feel anything now. And then, like, I connected. We watched our, uh, for the, the season 34 episode review on our, our Patreon. Like, it's the same kind of feeling because that episode also kind of doesn't quite stick the landing. It does it better than this, though. Where this, you're like, you're, I'm waiting for, like, where's the other shoe to drop? Where do we get a Bart, kind of Bart realizing himself, like, any of this? Maybe Bart and Lisa making a connection of, Maybe it doesn't matter that I'm a prankster. Maybe I have, you know, there's a long life ahead of me and I just need to avoid these pitfalls that Andy took as he got older, as he grew up and I'll be fine. And and like, I'm not and like, that could be one of the, that could be a realization part comes to is that I'll be fine. I'm, I'm still a kid. It's fine for me to be a prankster. I'm 10, whatever. It's what 
and that is one thing it could come to. There's a million different things that he could come, realizations he could come to. He doesn't come to any of them. He doesn't have realizations. He sees Andy have a girlfriend and be a head TV writer, and so it's fine, I guess. Like Bart, does, we don't get anything. There's nothing. I do. I do. Here, Matt, I will say this: Jonah Hill's utterly earnest uh, delivery of boner way worked on me i really i I, it it did it it, was it was that that line could have been awful and i would have hated it and honestly the way he said i was just oh yeah it's funny like it makes it funny because jonah hill because jonah hill understands he has to give it complete earnestness he can't he can't be winking he can't be ironic about it his andy has to believe this and it it works um and that's another reason why i applaud jonah hill and jonah hill between him and seth rogan jonah hill episode way better i'll say that Oh yeah, uh, um, not which, really. It, it, not really due to them, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, were... to be fair, Seth Rogen did write his episode. I'm not oh, gonna... did he really? I forgot that. Oh, mm-hmm. So, Never mind. yeah. Um, much like outside the Simpsons, I prefer Jonah Hill to Seth Rogen. Um, so, but there's this episode doesn't really have an ending. There should be three more scenes in this episode. And then they just don't have them. I, so I don't know what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, how does Bart feel about all this? I don't know. If they just got into the B plot, that would have been enough to at least have one scene with Bart going, huh, I guess I have a chance. Or like any realization. It could, it doesn't really need, like, you can do this. You can have it so that Andy work, Eddie's life works out and he becomes a writer for, for, for Krusty. But we need, you can't just end it. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to judge this thing. This episode, it like it looks like it. Oh man, Matt, like I was really thinking like by the end of Act Two, going into Act Three, like the B plot's not very good. I was like, but maybe they'll pull it out. If the A plot is good enough, it can carry an episode. Who cares if the B plot's not very good? But then the B plot, the A plot just drops the ball entirely in the in the last act. It just completely just run. They run out of time, I guess. Like I don't know why they have a B plot. And a very long intro, by the way. You know, like, I love the caroling intro, but it's really long. And if you gave two more minutes to the A-plot, two, just two minutes, you could write three scenes, two scenes that wrap everything up and give us an ending. There's no ending to this. We just have Lisa yelling losers at writers. And you're like, that's just an in-joke for you guys. Like, what is that for us? (laughs) Um... Subset's not good. It's not bad because it's like three quarters of a good episode. That's what I would call this. I don't know. I think that's about right. I'd say two thirds to three quarters uh, because the B plot, I think it really detracts from it and the ending kind of cuts it down a little bit. But it's a good idea for Bart to see the consequences of the path he is on and do think maybe I should change my weight just a little bit. And obviously, this is The Simpsons. Everything resets at the end of every episode. We're not going to see that. But it would be interesting to see, you know, what might happen. Yeah, I just can't stick to landing. Once again, uh, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? No, no, Matt, it isn't. I like it doesn't quite get there. It, no, I, I wouldn't say it was broken. There are definitely some things that could be done, but mm. I think that's the thing. Like, obviously, we want. It, it's hard to. I don't want to call the whole episode broken because it's missing an ending, and like a true ending, like a cathartic ending. Obviously, that is a problem, and it makes this episode much worse than it would have been. 
but I don't, I hesitate. It doesn't feel right to call it broken. So it's not broken. Not this week. Um, with that, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons over there at patreon.com slash the Simpson show. Leave their review for an episode. Uh, I put a call out every week. You leave your review. I'll read it. Simple as that. First from Tim. Perhaps it was the two weeks off, but I found the first episode I reviewed in 2023 to be mostly enjoyable. We have an actual plot that gets developed and ultimately resolved. A guest character that is naughty but tolerable. A bit more backstory for Skinner. Downside is the overload of winking at the camera, especially near the end. The B-plot doesn't really add anything apart from a couple of jokes. And the it's a good thing Homer's airtime is limited because, good lord, it's him at his dumbest. Ranking this number 293, canon, and the fix is just not have the B-plot. If there wasn't enough material, the writers could have given Andy a sidekick. Could do that. There's a lot of jokes. Like if you want some more light, if you want lighthearted, <laughs> you want lighthearted stuff in there. You could have like Millhouse bonding or trying to bond with his grown-up sidekick, like which they have a, a mm. sequence in there early on with Millhouse envisioning the sidekick. That's comedy right there. If you want to. Uh, next from Derek. Oh, yeah. Going for my little ruse won't be very detailed because I've only watched these episodes the one time or not at all. As I'm not a raging sociopath. From memory, this is more disposable guff that only serves the edge to show even further from what it once was. Who's this character purporting himself to be Bart Simpson? Why would Bart care that this guy is a loser in life? On many occasions, the real Bart found the prospect of turning into a deadbeat pretty tantalizing. So the main plot introduces a guest character who is vacuous, nothing, and features a main character who in no way resembles who he once was, therefore I couldn't care less. These time-filler side plots are also becoming increasingly mean, and so, all in all, this is one is a big dull dud. You know, Derek, I would say, much like I had said, I admit I said it earlier. I think Bart would care only because he can make a firm connection to someone in real life that actually represents a deadbeat loser and realizes that it's not very romantic. But I wish they developed it. Yes, I wish they did. But I think that does a decent job. Decent job. Uh, from Dara. First off, I love the 12 Simpsons of Christmas opening. As for the episode, it wasn't bad, question mark, but it definitely wasn't good. Marge had the best lines with hard pour corn syrup and are you talking about your father? Along with Lisa's constant loser mocking, I laughed a few times at this episode. However, the main plot was definitely just an episode to fill time. I think it's better than Wife Hope and just a hair better than Devil Wears Nada, making this the fourth best episode of season 21. BS doing a Simpsons bar trivia next, next week on season 12. Wish me luck as I dive into madness rewatching it all. On season 12? I guess you have to. At a certain point, you're going to run out. But... My, my my pity and mercy on you. Um, finally, from GAJ. This wasn't too bad. I really liked the Skinner flashback, and Bart meeting Springfield Elementary's greatest ever prankster is a solid idea. Fortunately, Andy is barely a character. After Bart meets him, the story drags along to an unremarkable conclusion. The bones of that side are good, and just need more love. B-plot was okay. The jokes are fine, which is about the best you can hope for now. Homer was thankfully kept in the background. don't know if this is the best non trails of our episodes so far this season, but I think it's at least on par with Bart Gets a Z. I think that's fair. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. I'm not really sure myself, honestly, where this ranks. The ending, that ending really rankles me. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Carl quote? Appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right, first up from Tim. Of course, one can't have Carl without Lenny, but here it goes. Lenny, hey, look, Homer's got one of those robot cars. Crash, Carl, one of those American robot cars. 
I mean, all right, Tim, you yeah. picked the best one. Straight I'm, off. Sorry. I'm, I mean, I was going to say like, it's just, it's more accurate today than ever. <laughs> oh, I mean, to be fair, all the robot cars constantly crash. It's not just the American ones. I guess that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, from Casey. I love his fourth wall brick and Pygmalion. Mo, am I really that ugly? Carl. Mo, it's all relative. Is Lenny really that dumb? Is Barney that drunk? Is Homer that lazy, bald, and fat? Oh my God, it's worse than I thought. See, this is why I don't talk much. It's pretty good. One of the few times a fourth wall break has been worth it. Uh, from Matt. Uh, Mo, it seems nobody wants to hang out in a dank pit no more. Carl, you ain't thinking of getting rid of the dank, are you, Mo? Ah, maybe I am. Oh, but Mo, the dank, the dank. Uh, from Dara. Lenny, I can't tell where Carl ends and I begin. Carl, see, statements like that are why people think we're gay. <laughs> also a very good one. <clears throat> All right. Uh, from Derek, when he finds out he's being paired up with Lenny in Mountain of Madness. Aw, oh, nuts. I mean, um, aw, oh, nuts. I love how they're like joined at the hip to the point of being made out to be a gay couple in the teen years, and yet Carl can't even hide his disdain for Lenny here. It's such an out-of-left-field moment. I love it. You're not wrong, Derek. That is, ugh, These are all so good. Uh, from Matt Hippies 200. Oh, uh, if they hire a woman, we won't be able to spit on the floor, Carl. And we can't take off our pants when it gets real hot. I mean, I should hope at a nuclear power plant. You're not going to have... Anyway. Nuclear power plant should have air conditioning. That's what I'm saying here. Uh, finally, from at Jessica Ruiz 1, I got to go to the uh, one with the, I say the most shut up in a Carl-like voice, but also the, this is why I don't talk is a good one, too. <laughs> Bobby, what is yours? Uh, my answer, unsurprisingly, is from Homer's Enemy, with Carl saying, it's best if you don't think about it. <laughs> yes. It's very like a I very similar. Like, how many times this is? Uh, 417 times by my count. Yeah. It boggles the mind. It's best if you don't think about it. I think it's very much like that Carl, like he just, he chimes in with those very much like, man, I'm just a guy. Like, I don't want to have to, like, it's that, it's like, he's always, it's always like, I'm just trying to do my thing, man. Like, I don't need all this. And it's just like, you know, this is how I've gotten by. <laughs> just, also, just don't think about it. Um, Matt, what is your answer? It's a tough one, honestly. I mean, I'm probably going to have to go with the dank uh, because I just love the, the way the delivery of anything get rid of the dank, are you, Mo? Oh, but Mo, the dank, the dank. Because some people like the dank. And I just, I love the Carl being the one to defend it. I mean, it's also a thing of like, it's your dank. You know, like, hey, that's my dank. Don't, well, get, yeah. rid, don't get rid of my dank. I, like, I like this dank. This is our dank. I don't get, Mo, come on, man. And like, there's there there's something to that. Like, you know. You know, you get, you go to, a, you, you have a, you grow an attachment to that dank. Um, it's the, definitely the, the record for the most, well, that's not true. There's definitely a lot of weed podcasts that probably have said the word dank way <laughs> more times than that. Um, oh, next, yeah. next week's question, what is your favorite Jonah Hill movie? Any movie that Jonah Hill has appeared in and you realize you're like, wait a minute, Jonah Hill has been a lot of really good movies. <laughs> He's yeah, right. Look, he got, you thought he's yeah. At a certain point you're like, oh wait, he's, he's. He he's played like sporting characters in like ten great movies uh, over the years. So think about it. Answer. I'll post this question on our social media, Twitter. That's tough. Twitter.com slash the Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. And obviously I post the question on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Simpsons Show. Next up, Matt, it is time once again for for our no Google trivia challenge. I am the smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge. So Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt and I 
are neck and neck. Matt has a one-point lead on me so far this season. I went hard on him today. I hope it works out in my favor. Shaking in my boots, Robbie. I don't think that's true. You ready for an easy question? I am ready. In The Wandering Juvie, Bart escapes Juvenile Hall with who? Uh, I believe her name is Gina. Do you have a last name? Oh, uh, it's Gina Vendetti, right? I'll give you. It's Gina Venditti, but whatever. Diddy? I believe so. You Maybe. can say in the episode it's Vendetti. Is it Vendetti? Whatever. I just. I thought so. Well, either way, you're you're. I get. I was gonna. If you just said Gina, I was gonna. Give okay. You, I was gonna give you the point right, anyway, Matt. I just wanted to know if you knew it. All right, fair enough. All right, I did not go hard on you today, so we'll I'll, see how this turns out. I'll probably you'll probably get all of these right, and I'll get all of mine wrong. I don't know. It's the wandering juvies, so okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. First up, in Homer goes to college. Who do Bart, Homer, and the nerds kidnap as a prank? Does that count as a who? I mean, it can also be a what. I mean, he has a name. The pig. I don't remember the pig's name, but he kept the mascot from the 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 rival school, uh, which is a pig. Okay, right? I, I will give it to you. It, it is Sir Oinks a lot, uh, the Springfield A and M mascot. Springfield A and M. What does A and M stand for, Matt? What What does A and M stand for? Yeah, agricultural mechanical. There you go. Good job. You don't get any points for that. There's some things. You know, I know you knew it. I'm just, I, you know, a lot of people don't know that. They don't know what A M stands for That's when fair. they see that. Like, there's a lot of big schools called A and M, and no one ever knows. But now they do because they heard you say the That's answer. Uh, your medium question, Matt. Bart registers a wedding with whom as the bride at Costington's? I believe it's a lot of cooties. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> God dang it! <sighs> I thought it was too easy. You got that so fast. Okay, what's my medium question? All right, your medium question. What is the name of the fake frat house in the movie Homer is watching about college? <laughs> God, oh my. That's the medium question? Um, it's some pervy name. I know that. Um, it's not pervy. I will give you that. Oh, it's not pervy. Oh, I thought it was like Rivers something. is drinking, if that helps. Oh, okay. It's not pervy. It is, it, is a, it is a funny name, but it is not a pervy funny name. Um, Correct. Phi Beta Phi Beta Boozy? I don't know. It's my best guess. Uh, okay, it is Chuckalog House. Oh, they don't even do the Greek thing? Come on. No, they don't. They're super lazy in this that's, movie. That's okay. All right. Okay, Matt, your hard question. As they pass Costington's at the beginning of the episode, what does Costington's sign originally say, and what does Bart change it to? Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. This is not the cold pet rat. That's in the uh, seafood thing. It is. I honestly have no clue. I was going to say, if you get this, Matt, all kudos to you, because it's really hard. <laughs> um, the, the original say, Originally, the sign says, downtown's last gasp of class. And then it is changed. Bart changes it as a homeless man, and then Bart walks by. He changes it to downtown's last gas of ass. Okay. Which is, is uh, that's all right. You know, it's minimal change and st- it makes it you know, very sophomoric and fun. Um, so, yeah. All right. Give me a hard question, Matt. This is my chance. I need to take it. All right. Your hard question. What are the three books Homer says changed his life in his essay? Or he wants to put in there that changed his life. Oh, God. Are they actual books? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about one of them, but the other two I know are. Okay. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure. I didn't think he made up actual 
Um, I really want to say one's like a Steve Allen book, but I think they only use Steve Allen jokes early in the show. They kind of fell away yeah, from they Steve get... Allen. They fell away from Steve Allen jokes. Um, TV Guide, Writers, no, no, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think of like magazines and books that Homer would know and would use. I feel like TV Guide would be one. I don't think these are any of these are right, but on these are the ones I'm going to guess. TV Guide, um, is it like Dwarf's Guide to Golf or something? And the last one will be, oh God, they wouldn't, that was, no, they wouldn't do that. Um, Dwarf's Guide to Golf and how to win win friends and influence people well you got tv guide i'll give you that okay <laughs> the other two are son of sniglet and Catherine hepburn's me that sounds about right those are i, I feel like i i i like knew one was like a joke a joke book and the other one would be like a celebrity book i feel like those are tv guide i got one do i get it? hey man you got one do i get a, do I get a point you get one point I yes suppose. pity <laughs> so happy about it uh, Matt now has a two point lead on me so that definitely worked out in my favor <laughs> oh wait oh wait no it didn't oh wait the opposite um, that's it for trivia for this week we can move on to our final segment the segment we end every single episode with it is time for best episode ever best episode ever Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Yeah. I think, yeah, this uh, this episode's in the 200s, for sure. I think there's... I, I th- would think so as well, because I'm looking at, I think 300 is Romy Old and Julia and right beneath Mr. Spritz goes to Washington. I think it's better than those two. I think it is. I, I think it isn't... I think... Hmm. I think it's not necessarily much higher than that. But it is in the 200s. I think it is, like, if it just had an ending, it would be so much higher. But they just don't have an ending. It just stops. Like, they don't... They ran out of time, and then they were like, oh, we need a B-plot to be funny, because somehow they weren't able to milk enough uh, jokes out of the A-plot that they had to stick in this weird (laughs) B-plot. Because Homer wasn't in the A-plot. I guess. I don't know, Matt. Like, it's, it's baffling to me sometimes, like, with the choices. Like, um... I here, this is another Skinner episode or a Skinner adjacent episode. Skinner's Sense of Snow, which we have at 296. Skinner's Sense of Snow, the only redeeming factor of it is jokes. Mm-hmm. There's some funny stuff in it. The plot is kind of nonsense. This is kind of a, I don't know. There just, it just, it is, it's like, I like, like this area is all just really, really flawed episodes that have like a kernel of goodness in them. There's not, they're not bad all the way. And I'm like, I'm looking at all of these. I'm like, is, I don't, here, this is my hard out. Like, I'm going to Praiseland. I think it's better than this. That's number 287. Yep. yep. So I think it's definitely lower than that. Where, here, I think actually, Pygmalion. Pygmalion is a really good comparison point. Pygmalion is very similar. Mm-hmm. Where they do a whole episode and then they're just like, eh, we don't know how to end it. Goodbye. A yes. car, a like, car, oh. a car destroys Mo's face right back into the normal shape. No, 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 no. A set falls on his face oh, and rearranges it back to the way it used to be. The car is the Homer kidney episode, right? That's what that is. Yes, I, I was. So. Yeah, I was thinking of Homer being crushed by a car and them giving one of his kidneys to Abe. Um, 
But Pygmalion is 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 obviously Bart gets a Z. There's our other. I here. This is what I would say, Matt. I think this is above, just above Bart gets a Z, and right below Pygmalion. That's actually what I was looking. I couldn't remember what Bart gets a Z was about, even though it was very recent. Uh, but I was going to say this was better than Tale of Two Springfields. So I wasn't yeah. sure if this was better or worse than Bart. Gets I think a Z. this is better than Bart. Bart gets a Z is the cool teacher, Zach. And oh yeah also definitely is, better than that also sure. like yeah i think this is better than that but i think this doesn't have even i don't know I, it's very hard to rank it because up until the like the last five minutes i think this is really good and then the last five minutes it just kind of falls apart and into it doesn't it doesn't end this isn't an ending to me this is just like hey you figure out the ending in your head and i don't know i don't watch television to do my own endings I watch television, so you give me a whole story, um, and I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think it's fair to kind of, you know, drop the ranking accordingly. So that is now a new number. Was that two ninety? Love it for pranks and greens, which I kind of understand the pun they're trying to go for, but you know my stance on it. At least it's short. I'll give them that. You know, like yep. it's a short title. I don't have to type in 50 words. It's not a sentence as a title. That's a new number 99 on our post golden years ranking. So not bad, honestly. No, for season 21, that is quite amazing. Yeah, like, I don't know. Also, my, are we feel are we feeling a little here, Matt? What's your thoughts? I, you know, we get a little break over the holidays, get a couple weeks off from recording, from watching Bad Simpsons. Is it because we're just a little bit more nicer? We're feeling a little bit more kinder because we had a break? It's possible, but quite frankly, I just think this episode had a core of a good episode in it. I mean, it, we even said it's not broken. It's just yeah. lacks an ending, which is a, a problem for The Simpsons for all the teen years and seems to be sticking with him in the 20s. It's like, guys, you have to leave enough time to have a real ending on stuff. Yeah. Um. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's because. I mean, I'm feeling a little altruistic, but not that much. Um. I have my limits. Uh, we can move on into what? What do I say, Matt? I say we're not done yet, though. We have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. The question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Matt's had him, like gong beats by banging his microphone. Um, <laughs> uh, is this I, Matt? I'm gonna say yes. I say yes. This stays. I say it stays too because this is this gives Bart I feel like a good lesson in that it makes Bart think about what his future is going to be if he sticks on this current path and we don't get to see him learn that lesson because well yeah but honestly it's still pretty good it absolutely belongs in the canon I like it's one of those things where like yeah I think there's stuff in here that's interesting and we're talking about so it stays um no we don't we don't. We don't fire the cannon, at least not yet, because that is a yes for that episode. But we're going to work our way down from the top of our list until we get to this question about every episode on our list. And we are, hmm, this is a very interesting one, Matt. Ooh. Number 119 on our list is Grift of the Magi, season 11, Christmas, Christmas episode. I mean, this is where we get Funzo's from. Funzo's good. It's I I have a soft spot for Grift, Grift of the Magi. It's one of those Scully Years episodes that I do have a soft spot for. Um, well, I mean, it's it's, it's number a hundred and was one hundred nineteen. We said, and mm -hmm. for a season eleven episode, that's pretty dang good. It's pretty good. I and I think it's it. it I think it be, because it's very funny because Funzo is a really fun is a fun creation, 
and the episode itself i don't know it it it, it because it leans on its jokes and not necessarily the story too much it works and i think a lot of those best scullier's episodes can do that where they're like eh, we're not leaning on character stuff so much we're leaning more on it being really madcap humor you know it feels in a lot of ways like a rick and morty or a family guy you know where it's just like eh, we're not taking this too seriously but it's funny and because of that fact i think they manage that tone pretty well at least that's my favorite favorite scullier episodes so those are the ones they do it they like it's just madcap fun and it doesn't necessarily try too hard to be about character, you know? Um, but I think it stays. Funzo's great. How could we write out fun? We can write out Funzo. How dare we if we wrote off no, Funzo? No, I think we'd be in big trouble if we, we knocked out Funzo. No, Funzo stays. Um, we're not going to fire the cannon this week. That's a good week to me, Matt. I think we both agree to that. A good week when we don't fire the cannon. Um, and with that, without fire the cannon, that will basically do it for us. Uh, before we go, you can find us on the internet on the simpsons show.com has links to everything we do links to uh the rss feed links to our patreon help support the show help to links to our twitter to our rss feed everything is on our website including this list um i almost forgot man our next episode rednecks and broomsticks oh dear um okay lisa befriends three teenage wiccans meanwhile homer befriends cletus i do believe i remember this episode I this is gonna really hinge on how they portray these Wiccans. Yeah, I don't remember it being great, but I don't re- remember this episode much at all. So I'm gonna yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna Dev Campbell's in it. Woo. As, as I would guess one of the Wiccans, and you know she was in she was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Craft. That's the one, the witch movie. Uh-huh. I just think of it as the witch movie. I know it has a name, but I just think of it as the, uh-huh. it is the, I don't know. I know there's other Wish movies. I'm just making jokes. So, uh, before we go, uh, I did all that stuff. I'm online on Twitter, at Robbie Darman, and my website, RobbieDarman.com, which includes links to everything I do online, including links to purchase all of my novels. There's so many of them. Uh, I, I would give you the odds that you, if you look at them, one of them will catch your eye, and you go... Man, I should give Robbie's book a chance today, on this day. You should. They're very good books. They're very good books. Even great books. Even I would, Some of them are I'll say this. I'll say that. Here, this is my caveat. Some of them are great. <laughs> I mean, I think all of them are great. That's, that's very nice, Matt. I, I think. I, 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 in my own, I have tier lists in my own head of my own books um, that I'll never give to the public. But... I love them all, even the ones that I think are not top tier. They all have their very own unique things to them. They're all very special. Some of them, my children, I just don't like as much as the others. Like real life parrots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find that stuff online. I appreciate everyone who does read my books and who does take the time to, uh, give, to tell me about it, how they feel and shout it out and leave reviews. And, you know, it's the beginning of the year. And I look back at the year behind me and the year ahead of me and, Appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast and reads my books, and it's nice to me. I appreciate it. Nice to us. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. It's true. I spend all of my time taking care of kittens and neighborhood cats and just all kinds of other fun stuff. Uh, you can check out the adorable kittens at kittenturns.org, and you can follow the Instagram feed there and see new adorable interns as they get ready for the, the cat business world. With that, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. <laughs> Keep watching the subsets. Shh.